Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We're exploring the digital revolution and the impact it's having on every facet of our lives, both personal and professional, and the blurring line in between the personal and professional. We're delighted to have as a guest today, Oliver Bussman, who I met about 10 years ago when we both worked at SAP. Oliver was the CIO. Since then, Oliver has been a CIO and a CDO and a COO at some large global financial institutions. He now has his own company, Bussman Advisory Services, where he works with startup companies, technology companies, and big corporations to help them understand what their digital strategies should be. Oliver, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, Oliver, you're, you're a busy guy these days. You've got startups to work with. You've got big corporations to work with. Yeah. How are you managing your time and what are you seeing? No, it's it's fantastic because you know it's all about an ecosystem that you understand you know what's going on in the financial service industry, um, what are the investment priorities, what are the problems, the challenges, how they work uh, with the regulators because that's something that uh, is a huge pressure point. And then also they they always ask me so what's next? You know what are the leading uh, tech firms or f uh, fintech firms um, that uh, I think we should work with? Huh? And so that's something that also I'm working with software companies in the financial service industry, different size and how to scale and how to uh, work with uh, financial corporations. And, and, and so it's great to have that ecosystem built up because I think uh, you get a lot of um, data points and insight that uh, uh, can be very helpful in these kind of discussions. Oliver, and with both of those two different types of groups you're working with, what's the gap between the perception that each has of what the other is doing or should be doing. No, I think the the, the challenge. I think uh, looking from a from a from a from a financial service industry or institution point of view is, um, uh, you know, that 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 they 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 didn't implement something uh, you know a software the last. Uh, uh, last five years it's you know they're over 30 40 50 60 years in business so that with that there is the legacy uh, uh in place that um, um most of the institution have to cope with and 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 then if you see new software companies maybe five ten years old they you know they have really state-of-the-art technology there's no complexity there 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 is a state-of-the-art um, technology and using it and how they connect to ecosystem the way you know and there is sometimes frustration how fast you can make decisions, et cetera. And, and, and um, so there, there, there are two worlds coming together. It's a software industry, like, a, like we work together in, uh, uh, in the enterprise software business, uh, fast moving, agility, innovation, et cetera. And then you are in the, in the regulated business that um, you, know, you need uh, implement, if you implement software, you have to document that there are uh, everything is under control, so-called controls, and make make sure that everything is safe and and reliable, etc. So, and then you have a lot of integration points. So, so that leads sometimes to frustration. But I think uh, 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 on the other side, it gives also provides an opportunity, no, to to uh, work with uh, with these companies. So I think being uh, 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 matchmakers, bringing those companies together, is always very helpful to understand, you know, that. Uh, to to understand what other challenges on both sides are. And Oliver, what's the you've you've been really uh, on top of a lot of things at, sitting where you do between you know these small technology companies and, and big financial institutions. What's the regulatory environment like now in Europe, and how does that play into those discussions across 
you know, the, the companies you deal with? Well, I think, especially from a cloud perspective, you know, they're, they're, a couple of years ago, even the regulator, as, as you know, everything has to go through regulators, um, uh, were pretty supportive. No, I attended a lot of uh, meetings with regulators, even panel discussion in public saying, there's a huge uh, advantage in, in leveraging the cloud service providers, uh, from a, especially from a security point of view, huh? from the access to talents, access to expertise, et cetera. And, and, and then you, you, we saw, I saw over the last couple of years that the expertise about cloud technology in the board meeting, in boards are building up. So there, there was at the end, especially in the last year, I would say that a lot of boards are fully in support of saying, you know, yeah, we, we want to embrace cloud, even, you know, we want to implement new software components, we will wait for a SaaS solution and not an on-premise solution. So I think we saw that. And now, especially the last, I would say the last 12 months, uh, with the regulator, European regulator, the UK regulator, um, very concerned about, you know, um, concentration rates of these cloud service providers. Uh, that um, with the concentration risk, there is a potential operational resiliency uh, uh, dependency topic, and and so they're they're building a lot of um, a lot of policies that you go have to you know you have to submit if you want to outsource, especially in the cloud environment, twelve weeks before you go live, your request to the regulator, and it takes much, sometimes longer. Um, the regulator is asking for. Um, before you outsource that, you know, do you have a plan B, an exit strategy? No, so, so we never talked about that, that. You work on something to a cloud provider and the moment you need already somebody else ready to take over, that's something that is only possible in financial services. So what you see is that, you know, the fascinating topic is usually financial services is a little bit behind other industries from a cloud adoption. Now you see the momentum, you see the understanding, the knowledge, um, the players coming together, and and now there is a there's a clear uh, in our challenge now with the regulation is to to uh, this whole concentration risk operation resiliency topic, and uh, that's a little bit counterproductive to the agility that you that we always talk about. Cloud can provide not to you know innovate faster, uh, uh, um, get access to services that usually if you do this on premise is much harder to to implement. No? Oliver, you mentioned just a moment ago about how the financial institutions now seem more comfortable with cloud, more confident about what's happening yeah. there. So what's your advice to them, given that mindset? Where do you advise them to move first? You know, my mindset is all about, uh, now you, you have to develop first your, your cloud strategy is understanding where in which part of your business you, you want to leverage cloud technology or bring data into the cloud because, um, there's a price tag to that too, by the way. No? It's uh, it's 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 not only an efficiency play. No, there is there's uh, with the consumption, the demand going up. There's a there's a there's a significant spend increase uh, related to that. So I think I think really thinking about where you want to, which application you want to test drive, and then it's all about. I have to say, um, you know, after identifying which applications. And usually, usually you start with non-critical ones now to build expertise is getting access to talent pools, now is finding the right people, um, uh, um, what's your operating model, um, and and so that you don't go into, uh, that you have surprises. That's that's something that I, I, I see as a, I, one of the biggest challenges in general, huh? 
And if you manage that, then I think can be very, very successful. And then you run into more multi-cloud uh, uh, environment to reduce dependency. Uh, uh, then I think if the organization is maturing how to handle that also end-to-end -end perspective, then you, you see then also that uh, the, the adoption is going up. No? And um, so that's something that, that um, this kind of journey I can see and and but it really comes down to do you have the right people on board to to do that yeah yes geez we hear that everywhere right now these days the the war for talent yeah. and whether yeah. it's from citizen developers or people who have the ability to see both uh, the way businesses operate now and envision where the digital sort of the digital twin of that business is going to be within the next couple of years oliver What's what's the uh, talent situation like in the marketplaces you work in? No, it's 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 very tight. No? I think the the that at the end it comes to location strategy. No, are you are you are you going into uh, are you moving out the larger cities? Now, if in the UK, you know you see a lot of um, banks moving into more Birmingham, uh, or you still you know compete in London, the London area. So at the end, it's 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 important to understand, and a lot of um, financial institution, insurance companies, they do a location strategy. Understand where are the talents? Is there a significant scale in those uh, locations, etc.? And and try to um, build these kind of new development centers, no? because it is at the end uh, uh, the speed of implementation is highly dependent on how much how many resources you can mobilize in a short period of time. Yeah, it's funny, Oliver, right? We, uh, it wasn't that many years ago, right? Companies would hire job candidates. And I think now it's the job candidates interview the, uh, the employers, You're like, which one of you will I pick instead of uh, going the other direction? And Bob, the interesting on the respect to, to the people topic, you know, we see also the other way, no? That now with the industry uh, cloud topic coming up that uh, we see uh, executives out of financial service industry becoming a head of the industry cloud business of the, the big uh, cloud providers. Yeah. Oliver, I want to come back to that industry cloud topic in just a second, but first, please, a word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A-game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A game. So Oliver, what's, uh, we, we had some fun recently uh, on a panel discussion about industry clouds and their role yeah. in financial services and others. Is this a fad, Oliver? Or do you see this as enduring? No, I think definitely it's, it's one of the, and we discussed it, it's one of the mega trends now because I think the industry different players from the, the, the hyperscaler to the SaaS players to the consulting firms, system integrator, they're, they're heavily, heavily investing in industry called uh, a solution that means specific use case, um, uh, a clear, highly integration from a, from a data model, process model, tools to integrate that ecosystem of solution providers that are fully integrated into, into that industry sort of, uh, uh, setup. You know, you know, you said, you know, even like Microsoft saying industry cloud first, other players also declaring this as a, a fantastic uh, strategic goal. 
Um, so, so I see that because at the end is um, customers don't want to just only digitalize in their silo. No? You know, if you if you if you go for a mortgage, then you buy a house, and then you want to have part of that decision also other services connected no? uh, to that no? from a from a utility, phone, insurance coverage, etc. So the world. Uh, are building up new ecosystems that are, uh, services are much more integrated, and 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 that that that, that requires also a strong um, alignment and, and standardization in those kind of industry cloud solutions, and 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 very much focus at the beginning, and it looks like um, everybody is betting on that, and and uh, we are at the beginning of a, of a marathon, it's not a sprint, and so from that perspective, I believe this. This this can be really a um, a, a big game changer for uh, for the uh, the high tech industry and then also for the industries that you you you're in. Oliver, I, you know I agree with you completely on that. And one of the reasons is I would think if I'm a customer in the the retail industry and I get to use some of these new industry specific solutions for retail, why would I ever want to go back to a more generic? Uh, you know, approach that, you know, could be used by a manufacturing company or a transportation company. I, I just think this move toward industry clouds is going to pull all of the things that the software companies are doing and align those in that vertical segmentation that we're seeing now with some of these industry cloud applications. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a fantastic opportunity. The key question is, where you, in which basket you are willing to put your egg or eggs no, at the end, because I think I think the the race is still open, no? and uh, who will be the 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 dominant or the the most successful industry cloud provider in a specific industry, maybe. No? Oliver, so and just the pick one, financial services, right? Uh, initially, I think we're almost like in the first generation of say financial services industry cloud. But then we'll have wealth management, and then there'll be you know something for uh, different types of insurance. There'll be retail banking. Th this could become a huge market in its own right, with a lot of subsegments. Yeah, absolutely. Because the the if you look at today on the on-premise market is pretty much by business silo. Right? You have core banking for retail, for wealth management, for the investment banking, uh, etc. The, the the key question is. Um, depending on the, your business mix of a bank or insurance company, um, you you plug and play with uh, these uh, services, huh? and and that's it's important that um, at the end, uh, you know, and that that's a big change from my perspective is bank always try to uh, financial institution in general also try to cover the entire value chain from managing the customer relationship, providing the product. Having the uh, providing the the risk capital uh, and then the transaction platform, everything in one hand, I think that will change. It's already changing. Huh? So the version is getting this middle. So that means you need somebody. If you if you don't have the critical mass, you need a platform provider or industry provider that you put your business on, and 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 that really also depends on what kind of. Um, business mix you have no? in the retail or uh, wealth management business and and you need then also an integration into service providers that you also offer the service to your clients for example no? so that's something um uh, the, the whole setup is uh, the, the whole operating model of a bank is in the middle of a financial institution general is in the middle of a big change and so these kind of industry cloud platform uh, uh, potential could become a really an enabler to 
to to support this kind of um, uh, uh, business model and operating model change. So Oliver, you've talked about uh, just now, you know, huge changes in operating models, yeah. new types of applications that could be used, uh, ongoing battle for talent. Uh, because of that ongoing battle for talent, now companies are opening new development centers in different areas. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty heavy uh, list of uh, requirements and uh, you know tasks for somebody to to uh, to handle here. Are you seeing the roles of because you've been a CIO and a CBO and a COO? How are those roles now in this fast changing world? How are those roles evolving to be able to handle and deal with all those responsibilities? It's, I think you, you, you phrase it in the right way. It's all about change management. No? So, so you, you have so many changes, initiatives um, that you have to handle as a CEO today or CEO today. today. Uh, and understanding that at the end, the most important asset that you have is our people. And how you take your people, your organization on that journey, get them excited, motivated, help them to, to uh, uh, learn more new skills and capabilities. That's something that I think, uh, uh, I think that orchestration, uh, I think the, the executive CAO and CEO, that capability is extremely important because the complexity, the, the pressure point, um, the speed of um, uh, changes, etc., and then understanding what's your critical path, what are the dependency, and, and also understanding how much you can uh, put on the shoulders of your organization. That's a huge responsibility from my perspective, and that's that has even accelerated over the couple of years. Yeah. It continues to speed up, and Oliver, just that reminds me, the other day I was speaking with a few uh, big customers, and one of them's one of them, a, a high-level uh, executive at this company, he said, oh man, he said, I can't wait until this digital transformation project is over and things get back to normal. And I, I, I tried not to laugh, but it's like, what world are you living in? <laughs> things are not going to snap back, right? They're, it's a never-ending story. This will, you know, this is not like you, you, you did a big implementation. That's it. This is the, the next one is already waiting uh, around the corner. So it's, um, and this world is, is, and it's, you know, one pandemic, no, it's already it has changed investment priorities, topics, and then you have to adjust to that uh, and adjusting how you work uh, together, the, the way how you work, how you, how you work together with the business, the level of collaboration has changed dramatically over the couple of, um, of years or a couple of months also. So that's something that, uh, there is no a dull moment from my perspective, and and that's the that's the expectation that you have to you know manage now at the end also to yourself that uh, um, uh, if you believe that's only one big change then you're I have to say you're not in the right you're in the wrong job no because this is uh, this is an ongoing uh, pressure for change. Yeah, I think if that's your mindset, there's a big change coming, and it's going to involve you and a, a new future for what you know. What yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you do, you know, typically in a bank, you say, you know, you're you're good at running the bank, but you know, uh, um, and the change part, somebody else should do it. And then again, this is this is a, 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 a really um, there's so much interdependencies uh, between both of them. So yeah, so uh, it's a uh, this is this is the new normal. Yeah. 
Oliver, two last things I wanted to be sure to ask you. First of all, where can people find out about you and the work you're doing? And then secondly, mm -hmm. did you have sort of a, any final thoughts that you'd like to share? No, you know, this is it's a great question. Uh, you know, I share my, my, um, uh, my thoughts um, every week. Um, I have a, a, a weekly newsletter with um, in total almost 40,000 subscribers. Um, so on busmanadvisor.com, um, feel free to subscribe to your uh, uh, to my uh, newsletter um, and and uh, that also been shared on LinkedIn. I have a huge community of 100,000 uh, followers on LinkedIn. That's the way how I share my insights and and also stay connected because this this community is you know it's a give and take. No? It's you provide uh, insights or somebody you need some some uh, 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 data points and and so you can reach out to people and the vice versa. Also a lot of um, uh, colleagues are and, and and people are reaching out to me too. So that's a that community value that or network uh, value no? uh, is extremely it's a huge value and that's the reason why why uh, uh, you know, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or on my on my um, on our business website businessmanadvisor.com and um, uh, great to engage with the community because that's a so it's a it's a win win for all of us. You know, I, I've enjoyed our conversations, Oliver, and certainly today, because that perspective that you bring from sort of all around the points of the compass, right? You've yeah. been inside the big corporations, you've been a top official at SAP, you work with small companies, big companies, and I think you, you uh, very, very intelligently embrace this notion of change and keep the focus on the customer. So it's very, very valuable. Thank you so much. Oliver, thank you for being with us. And thanks to all of you at Cloud Wars Live for being here. Hope your summer's after a great start. We look forward to seeing you next time.